0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up,
1: guys? This is Joseph Benavides, UFC Flyweight.
0: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun.
1: Get it? Like MMA, but
0: amazing? MMA amazing Radio.
1: Welcome to It's M-Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law, and joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. That is correct, Bobby.
0: Uh, Happy Monday. And to give you a little clue as to what today is, I want to sing you a little song. My baloney has a first name. It's Oscar. My baloney has a second name. It's M A Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say, because Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Happy baloney day, Bobby.
1: Well, no one's going to hear that because the Oscar Mayer Corporation is very litigious. And this podcast, lasting as long as it has without us getting sued, God bless. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's
1: baloney. They won't sue us. Um, no, thank you for the song, Mike. Uh, very selfish of you to do it before I could even say, unfortunately, no DJ Mark this week. Um, can't join us this week. Taking care of a family matter. Um, and yeah, you guys are dealing with me and Mike. And you're dealing with us same week as a Jake Paul fight. That's and, baloney. Yeah. And let me say, you know, you'd expect us to just, just, just to devolve into nonsense. And it will, but just know that Mike is very principled. And I said, We're picking that Jake Paul fight. And Mike's like, No, no, we're not. That's baloney. Yeah, that is, that is baloney. You know, that is nonsense. I think he threw a malarkey in there, you know, because Mark wasn't here to, you know, to throw in the old man terms. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so Mike had to do that for us. No, we're not going to pick it, but we're going to fucking talk about it and talk about that one of us. Definitely bet on Anderson Silva three months ago when he was a minus 150 favorite. And now Anderson Silva is a plus 125 underdog. And he's sitting there wondering, why he bet three months ago? You know why he thought, why he bet three months ago, people? Because he did not think more money would come in on uh, on Jake Paul. He thought it would go the other way.
0: (laughs) You did not think that there were going to be a bunch of marks that were going to say that Anderson was... Like that much of a of a of an underdog to
1: lose, really? I mean, okay, look, I feel. I mean, we're really gonna talk about this before we talk about what just we saw this weekend. But okay, teaser. Okay, man, let's go. Let's go for it. No, we're not. Teaser. No, Jake know. Paul better at boxing than he gets credit for. Just saying. Anyway, um, yo, Mike, remember last week when you're like, I'm gonna pick Islam Mahachev to win. And I was like, you don't even think he's going to win. And you're like, no. And I'm like, well, why would you pick the guy you think is going to win? Well, that that guy didn't win. Yeah, well, <laughs> my thought
0: process was, well, this might be a good chance to pick up a game. And you, opening your, your big mouth, you know, made me think otherwise. You know, thought, no, no, no. I still have time. I should just pick who I think is going to win. And look what look what goddamn happened! He got mauled.
1: Look, I tried to make it so we picked an extra fight this week just to make up to it for make up for it for you. You're already complaining. Um, all right, real talk. Um, that wasn't close. Like it, I, I wasn't like Charles got pummeled in the first round or anything. But nothing he tried to do worked on any level. Um, uh, not no, nothing at all. No,
0: n- not at all. And I thought what well, something that was really interesting was that. Some of this was from Charles' own making because he kind of pulled guard in that first round. And that didn't go very well for him for the rest of that round. While he was very active from the bottom, I mean Mahachev, he he had control of that fight from basically that moment. And in the second round, you know, I, I think some, like myself, you know, slept on maybe Mahachev's stand-up, even though we did think. That you know Oliver was prone to get prone to get tagged, which is what happened. We also didn't really give too much respect to
1: his power. Um honestly, um, I'm just gonna say it. Is this guy got better? I'm gonna ask it, does he have better hands than Khabib? Because i Khabib, Khabib cracked Connor too. It seems it happened. Whenever we get to the point where they are fighting guys where they definitely shouldn't be able to stand with them, they crack one of them. But I I the guy, man. I think the fact that he lost that first fight in the UFC is makes people pause a little bit, and also because you know he hasn't beaten anybody else in the top ten in his defense. None of those people wanted to fight him. Um, but Mike, like he's he might be champion for a while. Like we're we're going to talk you- honestly. His most viable contender might be the guy he's going to fight next. Like he. I don't know. Well, I was just looked, so impressed with him. What was your opinion?
0: He looked, he looked really good. Um, I don't want to do the thing where just because he's from the same area and looks a lot like him, I say that he reminds me a lot of uh, Habib Medoff, But the guy reminds me a lot of Habib Um, Maybe about seventy-five to eighty percent of Habib, where. It's not quite where Habibas, where it's like when he got you to the ground that's it you it was just done but he has a, he has excellent excellent wrestling and his striking as he showed in this last fight it's 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 not something to 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 sleep on so I'm not going to go as far as you and say that you know this might be a an extremely long title reign but has, I mean, it is lightweight. Up for yeah. a
1: bit. This is lightweight, and it's the, you know, um, best division in the sport. Uh, I think the difference with him on the ground with Khabib is that Khabib just starts beating your ass when he's on the ground. Like, he just starts beating your ass. Uh, Islam's working for a submission. Like, he's got a lot of arm triangles and rear naked chokes and, and stuff. Like, and, he's and, going and for submission. And
0: that's to say... Not to say he didn't cause some damage to Charles because they were only fighting for about a round and a half. And Charles's face was pretty swelled up by the end of that fight.
1: Yeah. Um, I was just incredibly impressed with him. I mean, I was wrong. I, I, was gonna, I decided I was going to pick Charles to win this fight, though. Immediately. Um, kind of just felt like there was a level of confidence with that man that like seemed to be the biggest problem with him always was confidence we always I think kind of thought it was like what was between the years but at a certain point man I mean you to fight the way he does too where he gets cracked all the time it's not the you know greatest way to get a long title reign but it's not still you know we just ran into a wall there and just real quick the respect to the man who in the last four last three uh last two years his uh Strength of schedule is Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Islam Mahachev. This weight class is, damn, you know, this all like every killer, he's fought him. This was the first UFC title fight ever with two guys riding 10 fight win streaks.
0: Wow, that's amazing to hear.
1: You normally don't have to win 10 fights to get a title shot. You got to think how many, <laughs> you know, that happened more than once. Um I think we might have gotten there with Tony and Khabib.
0: Then again, like it's it's a he was on a he's on a ten fight win streak, but it's not like he's been especially active. I mean, this 10 fight win streak goes from about September of 2016. So in about six oh, years, you're talking about Islams? yeah.
1: Okay. I was looking at that's not bad, man. Wait, six, five, six years, ten I mean. I think he must have gotten hurt in the middle there. There's big gaps here. He has, like, an 11-month break between 208 and 220. Like,
0: and and also, I mean, I don't know if this is of his doing or as as you said. You know, people just didn't want to fight him. But his level of competition doesn't really ramp up until maybe his last, what, two fights where you could say those are at least maybe If not top fifteen, top ten guys. Well,
1: he's got a win over Armin Sarekian, which is gonna look, which looks even better now than it did at the time. Like that was Sarekian three years ago when he was twenty-three years old and before he'd run off five straight wins. Anyway, we're digging into weeds here. Islam Mahachev's your champion. Uh, Charles Oliveira is no longer your champion. He'll be back. He's still a young man. Um, and they said earlier this week they, or first they announced that Volkanovski was gonna be the backup for this fight. But then they said he is getting the next title shot. And then, um, Islam invited him into the cage. They shook hands and some gangster shit, man. Like, uh, Volkanovski's 5'6". Five he's five 5'5". Five. Like, he's as tall as me. Uh, maybe a little taller at most. So, like, he's not a big man. And he's not even a big featherweight, like, height-wise. Um, and he wants to do it. He wants to go up and fight this killer. And then Mahachev's like, well, let's go fucking go to your home country. Just like gangsters all around between the two of these, man. Just like he wants to go to Australia and fight him.
0: For some reason, for some reason, I thought I'm confusing Volkanovsky with Peter Yan. I'm like, wait, I thought Volkanovsky was uh, was, was Russian.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's Australian. This is just seriously, man, just two dudes who are just going to like, let's fucking see. Let's fucking see. And they're going to be in Australia, apparently first quarter of this year or next year. I think they no, booked... is, is it
0: Australia or New Zealand? I think
1: it's Australia. It's Perth because they booked Bobby Knuckles okay, against yeah, uh, Bobby Knuckles against uh, Paulo Costa, too, which that card already those two fights already sounds, sounds I mean, pretty nice. I mean, you, you, you give Izzy, if Izzy gets out of uh, this next fight unscathed, which might be difficult, but you get Izzy on a quick turnaround maybe in there. I don't know. You got some people on that card. Anyway, um, that was the main event, and uh, yeah, I got the guy who hadn't beat anybody in the top 10. Well, he just beat the best guy, so he's the champion. Co-main event. Um, this is going to be where a lot of our conversation is going to sit for a while, people. Um Al-Germain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw, apparently TJ Dillashaw dislocated his shoulder 30 seconds into this fight. The, whatever 40 the second the first time aljo made a move to grapple and he had the plant that was it dislocated and then um much respect to him in this regard where he's so tough first of all obviously um but he didn't get choked by human backpack himself Aljamain sterling and he had one dislocated her shoulder in there mike that was impressive I honestly was shocked he made it out of that first round. Um, but they pop it back into the in the corner real quickly. Then second round starts. Fucking Ray Longo is yelling, uh, no mercy, no mercy. I, I dude, damn fucking great. around. That Sarah Longo team isn't fucking around. <laughs> um they get him down. He's pounding on him, he's moving, he's advancing position. I'm those of us who would bet. Uh, Algermain by submission. We're yelling, choke, choke, choke. Um, <laughs> but he pounds him out, and that's it. We're going home. He wins by TKO. TJ Dillashaw says after the fight he dislocated his. She heard he fucked up his shoulder back in April, and he has dislocated his shoulder roughly 20 times since then. Um, and that he told the referee beforehand so that the referee wouldn't be quick to stop it. I'm sure, Mark Markov really enjoyed being put in this position you know and then he said that he the reason he was shit talking Algermain was he's like I know Algermain's a really good grappler and uh I was trying to shit talk him into a uh stand up fight mike um putting aside the fact that you, you picked the wrong guy here and you're unhappy about that um what was your reaction to all that shit TJ said after the fight and just everything we saw honestly in this fight
0: yeah um So I think the issue that I have with this particular thing is you want to go into a fight injured, that's, that's between you, your priest and your trainer, you know, and, 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 and your head coach, um, fine. I tend to think that if an injury is as serious as that your shoulder popping out, getting dislocated 20 times. During a training camp or like from April until now, yo, my guy, you're not, you're not going to win against, I think, a run of the mill UFC fighter with just one yeah, arm, I don't think you, I don't think you let the UFC, alone period. the goddamn <laughs> champion, right? Like, I mean, I can't, I can't beat his ass, but I think pretty much anyone who's an MMA, like a, an MMA fighter in that division from Bellator, from PFL, pretty much anyone. You can all right. There's the old adage, I can beat this guy with one arm tied behind my back. That's not actually true. All right. You need both of your arms to, you know, fight against these top flight people. So there's there's that. Aside from that, if you are gonna go into this, into the cage with this, I think you have to take everything that's gonna come with that. Eat your loss like a man or like a woman, like a professional, let's say. And yeah, let's go with professional.
1: I enjoyed that. So Mike was just like, man, woman, you know what? Professional. Let me just cover everybody. Professional. That's
0: <laughs> right. Back, back, just backpedaling like a chorus. We are getting,
1: we are getting canceled for this episode. Okay. That's right.
0: If we're going to get canceled, it's because of me singing a copyrighted song, most likely. Yes. <laughs> Any-
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
0: Ah, Bobby, like that one. I enjoyed that one,
1: yes. We like the uh,
0: jokes. But I would say, if you're gonna go into the octagon and lose, primarily because of that, yo, my guy, at least wait until you're talking with Ariel on Monday or Wednesday to talk about the things you had to go through in in camp, right? Don't fucking do it in your post-fight. Do you know how sore, loser, and like that? That just looks. It's not a good look. You're also taken away from the guy who 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 just beat you, defended his championship. I'm not a huge I'm not a big fan of that, Bobby. Don't like it.
1: I Him not him making it public or not public, I feel was a mis Okay. I understand what you're saying there. Um I don't like people are just like, well, the coaches should have said something or his trainers or something like that, and like, yeah, they should have. Um and uh, ultimately, though, I'm going to talk about people we don't really talk about a lot, which is the fans. Um, that was, like, not the product they paid for. No. Like, I know people go into fights with injuries. That fight didn't... That was a waste of everybody's time. It was a waste of Aljamain's time. It was a waste of TJ's time, honestly, too. It was a waste of my time. It was a waste of your time. It was a waste of everybody's time. Everything about this. It was a lot more bigger waste of Algermaine's time than it was of his time. I'm just going to talk about one part here that people are like, you only like. He wasted, he wasted six months of his prime to train for that. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. he's 33 years old, man. <laughs> like, we know people who are friends with Aljamain Sterling, actually. Like, he's roughly our age. Yeah. We do? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Through <laughs> a connection or two. It's like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Um, one of the degrees is Ally Quinta. i probably sure have has gone with that. Um, so, yeah. Like, it's just a waste of time. I don't know why he did that. I'm questioning, like, people are just like the pre-fight, the commission, okay? Which is fucking the propped-up commission they created in Abu Dhabi. Okay, whatever. But even then, like, like pre-fight medical questions. Like, how easy is it for your doctor to figure out what's wrong with you if you don't tell them? And imagine how good, of, how well he would do if you were trying to hide something from him. You know what I mean? Like, you're. It's not going to be easy for you to. They're not going to figure it out if you're trying to disclose hide it. So, yeah. Um, he's fucked, man. Real talk. I, I'm just going to assume he he won he needed the money. I'm going to say that too. He is not. He didn't fight for two fucking years. Like. He's had one fight since then. He's fought one. He's had this is his second fight, Mike, in what? Four yeah, uh, three and a half years? Uh
0: yeah, he fought San Hagen a year and a half ago. Then he was suspended he, for what two years? He
1: fought January 2019. And this yeah. was his second fight since then.
0: Yeah. That is almost four time. years.
1: Almost four years. He's gonna not get a paycheck. I don't care. Do you really think they were TJ Dillashaw was the champion they were taken care of? I don't, you know, I, I don't know. know. I don't know if he's like these. I don't know if like Uriah's teaching all these. I mean, a lot of these alpha male guys do seem like they have side businesses, and maybe TJ's got one, you know, or is that some investments and stuff. But like, I refuse to believe he does this without needing the money. His shoulders dust.
0: Yeah, he and had thirty thirty seven years old. You I know, he, he had double
1: shoulder surgery while he was suspended. That was one of the things he got fixed. is both shoulders. So he's already had Whoa. double shoulder surgery. That sh- shoulder socket is just. If they can fix it, like, it's you don't get full mobility back every time. They, like, they tighten it up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, he's a warrior, man. I know that, like, I just, someone should have said something. Somebody you got to protect. I mean, bang, man. Bang, his manager. Somebody. Like, they must have needed the money. He must have needed the check, man. That's the only thing, because he's about to miss another year anyway. With that, they're like shoulder injuries take a long time to come back from. Um. All right, Sean O'Malley, Peter Yan. This is Mike. Sean O'Malley, yeah, Peter Yan. Um. What? Uh, what would you think? Sorry,
0: I was just busy tallying our win losses from uh, this past weekend. Jeez, this show's a fucking bloodbath. Like you came out on top with a three and three mm-hmm. record. Yeesh. Yeah,
1: yeah I know. I'm like I, I I was looking at it, I'm just like, how did I pick up a game on Mike? <laughs> and I'm looking at it, I'm just like, fucking TJ helped. That's one.
0: <laughs> or I thought I was bad at two and four. Mark went one and well, that's
1: why Mike was Mark was like, I'm picking Jake Paul if we're picking this fucking thing. <laughs> and then my and then for the the one we are picking, Arnold Allen versus Calvin Cater, he's just like Bobby, if you change your pick, just know I also <laughs> changed mine. Whatever you pick, I picked the opposite. I'm like, okay. All right, got it, got it. <laughs> um, Jan and O'Malley, that was probably the other big story. Sean O'Malley won a split decision where no media scorecard gave it to him. The general consent, Mike, you just also watched his fight like an hour and a half ago, right? I did. Yeah. Um, round three is the round that O'Malley... You say he won, no problem. I think I think I probably thought he won the third round. Um thought he lost the first two. Definitely lost the second. It was thing. Thought he lost the first, also. Um I uh I don't think he thought he won, obviously. And I did appreciate where he was like, yeah, that's a crazy sport, man. Let me go see the tape and stuff and before I'm just gonna call out He didn't. Let me tell you this right, man. If he'd won that, if he thought he won that fight, Mike, he would have had a much better fucking promo set up for himself. You know what I mean? Like he would have been ready to lay into Aljo or TJ immediately if he was about to be crowned that. Um, I didn't think he won. Um, but I'll just say I thought he really did a good job. And like, I think we learned that he is truly one of, oh wait, somebody now has a O'Malley scorecard. One O'Malley scorecard. There it is.
0: Who the hell is that? Uh, s-
1: some guy from MMA Junkie? He just went on Twitter to be like, "Yeah, I, I did." That's right, I did.
0: So it, it, if you're gonna say O'Malley won twenty nine and twenty eight, I it would be the third, and I guess the first because there's no way it would be the second. It's the first. The first. The first he had. He the first he had his moments. Um. But I thought that the 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 differentiating factor in you know all of the rounds, I mean even even the third, when I thought like when I when I watched the fight, I thought, well, I guess that's O'Malley's round, but you know, Jan had his moments in in that round as well. Like he had him down for a while and was was controlling them as well. But the first, I would say, like, okay, sure. But uh, that was a very iffy. Very now, I've, iffy had, I've had a couple
1: of journalists say that they rewatched the fight and think, and actually think the first round. He says the first round, you it is closer than a lot of people are saying it is. Really? I don't know. Yeah. You just watched it, so you go in. You go in. You went in knowing though that it was the way it was. So I don't know. I,
0: I guess the first round, because I guess this fight comes out to the first round. The first round was close enough because i remember as i was texting it watching the fight when the fight finished i texted you first saying i don't know how anyone said o'malley won this fight and then as soon as i sent that text i thought about it a bit like
1: um i was i was I I, i was going back and forth with stefan and i was just like telling him i was literally just saying like man i was really impressed with the kid i thought he did a really good job i think we learned he's definitely among the best in this weight class i don't think he won this but he's probably working on his takedown defense and he could probably like, we're going to get to what his next fight is in a minute here and how bad I think it might go at times for him. But, um, I, uh, I was telling Steph, I'm like, I really thought I did it well. Then he won. And I was just like, did I misread the room on some of these rounds? Or cause I'm like, I got two, one for, uh, I got two, one or three, Oh, for Yon. I don't know where we got those two rounds for O'Malley. So I, um, I didn't expect that shit at all. But, and it seemed like he didn't either. And uh, the Peter Yawn fans who just love to complain about everything that happens to that man, they get to complain some more.
0: Um, I mean, I think this, I think this time they have a, maybe a bit of, a, of, a, of an actual well, they, right. they were
1: complaining about when Yawn need a motherfucker illegally. And I'm like, how is this anybody's fault but his? I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> there, are, there are only so many rules in this stupid sport. All right you There really only not not that many. Um. <laughs> all right, they said before this fight that the winner was getting a title shot. Nah. Okay. Nah. Um. They have it. He beat the number one contender, Mike. He yeah. Beat the. I we we we've said on this every one of us on this podcast has said you beat Peter Yawn. You get a title shot.
0: Okay, we've also seen, but we have also seen Henan. No, not Henan Burrell. Uh. Jose Aldo got a title shot off of a loss.
1: Look, let's put it this way: I don't think Dana White likes who his champion is. So I, I, I saw that he said Dana White brought up Henry Cejudo in the press conference, too, and Henry Cejudo said, uh, "We got to bring the title back to America." Yeah, that was stupid. Um, which Al Aljamain Sterling, American, like you know, from
0: New York. Cejudo so definitely voted for Trump, right?
1: Oh, he went to the rallies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was listening to the uh, Morning Combat, and Brian Campbell's like, Cejudo so named his daughter America? Maybe he just meant he wants to bring the belt back to his daughter. <laughs> like, it was a joke. But <laughs> I was just like, that's what I would have said now if I was Henry. You know, he didn't say anything. Um, yeah, okay, look, real talk. Wally uh, looked good. On standing, Mike. Quite frankly, he looked excellent standing at times. I was impressed that he got the better of Jan standing at times. Um, how do you view his chances in? Uh... Oh, let me say, let me say this. Valgerman uh, Sterling gets him on the ground. Easy gonna <sighs> knock it. Take uh, how's that gonna go for him?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I will say this. He just afforded himself pretty well against Peter Young. Whether we think that he won or not, he did go three pretty good rounds against I think still the clear number one contender and guy that did pretty well against Al Jermaine Sterling, yep. the current champion. All right. So let's let's won at let's least give half him those his, rounds. Let's give him let's give him his respect. Um but with that being said, unless this man starts just sprawling and working on his takedown defense for the next six months, I mean, the first thing that Aljo's going to do is, t- is just double-leg this dude and oh, take him to the ground. it's going to be
1: the single leg. You know, Aljo goes single leg, gets on the side, takes your back. He's going to be on his back. Look, I would just work on the hand fighting, bro. Like, just hand fighting and cardio. And see if you can get to round three or four and start cracking Aljo when he's tired. Like, I don't know how he's going to pull. I mean, honestly, though, uh, he's a better stand-up fighter than Aljamain. He could hit him going in.
0: It is possible. He really could. He's a lot taller. He does have the reach.
1: By the way, he's not that much younger than Jan, I just saw. O'Malley's two years younger than Jan. Jan's 29. O'Malley's,
0: what, 27? Yeah,
1: Jan is 29.
0: I think the surprise here is more that Jan is only 29.
1: Yeah, it he looks it's a hard twenty nine. Um, by the way, can <laughs> Aljo miles. can Alger just get a normal fucking like win for like the he didn't even do it. Here's the thing, he didn't do anything wrong, and he was getting booed this time. And people are like, "You didn't get a real win here. Uh, you fought an injured man." He's like, "What is he supposed to do? Like, what, <laughs> what what is he supposed to do here in this one? Okay, like in this regard, what is Aljo made supposed to do to make it better for everybody? To give the belt does she give the belt back? Will that make them feel better? Is that? Yeah, does that I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I just, times where I think about that, some people just want, like, people, like, what do you want these people to do when you're angry at them at times? Do you just promise not to be successful anymore? Is that it? Is that what bothers you? <laughs> <That> they're successful? <laughs> um, it's like people are really upset, like, Draymond only got fined, and then, like, Jordan Poole didn't want him suspended. And then it was just like, everybody was still angry. And I'm just like, what? Did you want him to just promise not to go to the playoffs or something? What, what makes you feel better? What would you like? That he's not on the team. Yeah, <laughs> they
0: they wanted they wanted their pound of flesh.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Wait, am I like?
0: Did yeah. I take an edible or something? And I'm not realizing it. Why the hell can't I do these win losses? Okay, right? well, we'll I, take. I, I'm we'll, pretty we'll, sure you picked up a game on me, but somehow I still come up with three like three wins, four losses for each of us. What the hell's going on here?
1: Well, we picked seven fights.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought you had picked up a game. I did. Okay, Why didn't my cal- I think I, I think um, I'm,
1: Benil Darius, Benil Darius, uh, be and Gamrot. I picked this. I was way off here. I uh, I was I was he he took care of business. He got the win he needed to get to defend his position in this way class. Um, he's not getting a title shot off of that, obviously.
0: Way way off, sir. And by the way, I came back. I told you I was gonna go to the I was gonna go to the meetings, and guess what? They're not happy with you.
1: Oh, then no. Let me tell you, they weren't happy with me, and especially when Benil started shouting out my people and the struggle right now in Iran. And then when he said that, but true freedom comes from accepting Jesus Christ as your savior. All of them are okay with me now because they're like, "Oh, this guy's a clown too." That that's really (laughs) it. He's a fucking clown, also. Not helpful, Benil. I appreciated the first part. Okay, the second half part not so much. Um, but yeah, he took care of business. Got the big W there. Uh Man on Fiororote. Um beat De- Caitlin occasion. Yeah. This is when you I was walking this is, this is when I was walking my dog. I didn't see it. Honestly. Did you did you pay attention to this? No. I felt pretty actually, good when Caitlyn missed weight. It,
0: actually, I'm pretty sure we actually tied this week. We both went three and four.
1: Mike, I gotta teach you math in a second here.
0: Wait, hold on, hold on. You bet on Oliveira. huh. You bet on you bet on on Sterling. Sterling. All right, so that's one and one. Jan one and two.
1: Okay, I got Uh, Gamrod. two and
0: two. Okay, you bet on uh, Fiore. That's three. Three and two. Brady.
1: Okay, and then I got Krylov right, bitch.
0: Wait, so what is that?
1: Four and and
0: three.
1: three Okay, I can make you get. This was riveting podcasting for everybody. This is the time also where I got no other person. And Mike's here doing fucking math on his <laughs> fucking toes and fingers. Like he's <laughs> trying to do basic fucking addition. Jesus Christ, man. Um, all right. Uh, Bilal Muhammad. Look, I I, I I, was all aboard the Sean Brady hype train. And I still think he's going to be very, very good. He couldn't get him down. And, when he, and he, yeah. we learned that his stand-up was not as good as his wrestling. And he couldn't get Bilal down. And uh, Coach Khabib Khabib had a good night, man. Coach Khabib had Bilal. Crafty
0: vet for Bilal.
1: So props to him. Bilal Bilal seems like he wants Chimeyev. But now they're booking Chimeyev versus Colby. And by the way, are we just, this guy, we're just going to fight a welterweight again? What, we're that confident?
0: (laughs) Says he's going to get one more shot. You know, so we'll see what happens.
1: Those things people have believe the conspiracy where they say, like, he wasn't ever going to try to even make welterweight, and they all knew. And now just to give him another welterweight fight after he misses by 10 pounds. You know, tinfoil hat's going on, buddy. It's going on. Um, Nikita Krylov looked real good. I just thought he looked good. I thought he's, I mean, he, he was he's, uh, He was on a one-fight win streak before this, and I know he'd lost a couple before that. I still think he's good enough to be top, top eight. Top seven in this weight class. He was only 30 years old. And, um, yeah. Nikita Krylov. The minor. He's before, started
0: born, off, uh, started off my parlay very well. Um, then it all went downhill from there.
1: I, I actually did okay. Considering the number of fights I got wrong in these picks, I made enough money in other, like Aljamain Sterling was a good one for me. Uh, that was helpful. Al Jermaine Sterling was helpful in this. And uh, I bet I had the same bet you did on Syracuse. So, bet. so,
0: so, so depressing.
1: I don't like betting. I don't like doing that. I don't like betting on my team to not even win. If I'm going to do it, I just pick them to win, you know, but I did it this time with the thing. Cause I was just like, well, we're not winning. This is not happening, <laughs> but it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Anyway, um, we've been babbling a bunch UFC 280. I was kind of underwhelmed. Honestly, I, I, I really like the, uh, morning cards, these pay-per-views. I can look forward to it. I was joked that I just sit there and I eat my omelet and I have my coffee and I literally, Is I that could, what you did? I, I didn't have an omelet. I had a, uh, low carb, a uh, breakfast taco, uh, two of them actually so I was in there. Um, and I had that with a, just a metric ton of cold brew, just a lot. Um, but it was just, I don't know, man, it was a lot of decisions, And then like, the co-main event was a real like, that was like half of what I was watching with those top two fights, man. Those top two fights were like a big deal. And like, the first one was interesting, even though the main event was interesting for being as one-sided as it was, was, because I was just surprised that was, uh, that happened. Not that I didn't think Charles could lose, but I just did like, the way it happened, I was like, wow, he really fucking smashed him. Yeah, you know, the top two fights were like that. The, The best fight of the night, the best fight was easily O'Malley and Jan. That was excellent, though. Like yeah. controversy aside, that, that was a fucking that banger. That second
0: round, that second round was pretty legit. Like the beginning of it.
1: And then like I The was really coming on at the end too. Like I was good, man. That was a good fight. Uh UFC's back on pay-per-view next uh 3 weeks, I think. Is when whenever I'm coming to see you. <laughs> so then? Yeah, 3 weeks uh, will be there. That, November 12th, 13th. I think that's November 13th? 12th or something. I think 13th or 12th, whatever. The first, the, the the first, the second Saturday of uh, New York. They're in Madison Square Garden. We paid far too much money to watch uh, Izzy Adesanya decide if he's gonna teach this dude how to wrestle, because that's how he should do it. That's how let's he should. Not,
0: win. Let's 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 be a bit more positive.
1: I think he should body. wrestle. I think he should. I think the other guy doesn't know how to wrestle. I think you guys had four or five MMA fights, and no one's shot on him yet.
0: I think for the money we paid, I want to see a glorified. Uh, kickboxing match. I mean, you're going to um, watch Carla
1: baptize. Uh, we'll watch Carla get baptized by Wei Lee about 10 minutes beforehand. Uh, it might, someone might die right there. So I think that should be good enough for you.
0: No faith. No faith in our champion.
1: Okay. Yeah. You're not picking her either. Um, no. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, let's do uh, some fights, man, right? Uh, Becca, yeah, um uh, real uh, quickly One fight to pick. just real quickly. I this Hasbulla stuff I don't know, I don't understand it. look, I, I don't understand what's the joke if it's not that he's little. and you, no one's admitting that that's the joke. Is that the joke? That he's little, and he like has a funny look about him with his like his outfits? Like I don't understand I, I don't know what I'm missing here. Um, good for him, getting a check. But the whole thing's stupid as fuck, and I did not need him in the cage after Islam won. And um, Chemayev getting in a fight with Khabib's family, and uh, then he apparently Chimeev was at the event with uh, Ramzan Kadyrov's son. So you know, aren't they all like Russian? They're from they're Chechen. He's a Chechen warlord's son, and yeah, he's the same, He's from the same place as Khabib. And, uh, yeah, so his, his, he was there with that guy's son. So, you know, either Uday or Husay, um, to, you know, Kadirov's, you know, Saddam was there with him. And They took pictures with Dana White. Good, good, good job, Dana. Good, smart. Thumbs up. And then after uh, Kamzat, who you apparently you can't fucking take anywhere, um, got into it with Khabib's family. Uh, the warlord had to get on a video chat. With Chimeyev and uh, Abu Abu, Bakhtar, Abu Bakar, that's the Nemeregadov that he was fighting with, who won on the undercard to squash the beef. So conflict resolution with MMA fighters, you need a murderous warlord to do that, Mike. This sport really attracts just the worst people. They people, all...
0: people have different skills. Do you Bobby. see that, um,
1: what's his name, uh, O'Malley and Aljo, both were like a couple other fighters too, like were taking pictures with uh, Andrew Tate. In uh, Abu Dhabi. Oh,
0: all right. So that's where Andrew Tate's been uh, holding up yeah. these days.
1: You know, alleged rapist.
0: You know, rape
1: You know Andrew Tate is?
0: No, I know who Andrew Tate is, and I heard he had gotten deplatformed. I just didn't know for what.
1: Oh, I mean, I think being generally, you know, um, accepting of people who commit sexual assault and being one of them might be a factor in this. Um, anyway, this sport just attracts the worst fucking people. You see, I, you see Steve Harvey sitting in the front row.
0: I did see that.
1: You see who was sitting next to Steve Harvey.
0: I did not see that.
1: His name is kid. Oh, kid rock. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh no. What does that, what does that tell me about? uh...
1: They both visited Trump. What do you mean? We know exactly what it means. It tells you.
0: Ah, that sucks.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, any news before we, uh, do our fights? We liked what did we miss? John Lineker got kicked in the dick so hard his cup cracked. You see that? Ooh, yeah. That Yikes. was what happened on one. Those of us who had money, this, this is literally this was 24 hours in one. Lineker missed weight, got stripped of his championship, and then he fought this fight. He was he, his, he got hit. His eye was shut from getting his ass beat, and then the guy kneed him in the gut, and then followed it up with a knee right in the dick, and his cup cracked. And they had to bring a bucket inside, they had to bring a bucket inside the cage because he was throwing up. Um uh, about to throw up. Those of us who bet on Lineker were pretty excited about the no contest, though. Let me tell you that.
0: Yo, I never want to get hit so hard in the dick where I might start throwing up, bro. Oof. That there, does not sound fun.
1: There's there's some good pictures of it too. So I to say, like the look on his face that like someone got a good picture of the impact shot of his face while he's getting just, you know, his balls, you know, separated 50 feet from each other with the knee um yeah, rough night for um for Mr. Lineker. Um all right, Mike. I don't even know what the news is. Whatever. Um let's just get let's just get, do some fights we like. What do you what you got what fight from the past would you like to bring up?
0: Uh perhaps we want to pick very quickly the Calvin Cato versus Arnold Allen fight. You want to do that now? Do I mean, a- I thought I thought you just forgot about
1: it. No, we I do that after the fight.
0: Oh, okay. Well, the segment is still relatively new, so I forgot. Um, yeah. So, uh, fight I like this week. So, in the lead up to us going to the UFC in uh, New York card in two weeks, I figured I would break my own little rule on picking fights that happened up until um. Uh, Mayweather McGregor, and go with uh, two New York fights for the next two weeks. So the first one I'm going to go with is the Rose Nama Yunus, the first Rose Nama Yunus versus Joanna Junjacek fight in UFC 217 in Madison Square Garden here in New York City, uh, also known as the first uh, UFC card here in, uh, here in New York. Was that not the first? Was that not the first?
1: You have well, the first one since regulation was UFC two zero five. Oh come on, you know what I'm. Mean. What? Oh really? Yeah, it's when Conor uh, put down uh, Eddie. Alters Holy shit! I completely forgot about that. It yeah, was the first. It was the right the year before in November. It was All the right, second. The well, well, second you... Madison Square Garden card.
0: Well, you guys know what's gonna be uh, my New York fight for next week, from the sounds of that. Um, but when it comes to this fight well, the reason why it's memorable for me is the fact that rose Nami has been one of my favorite female fighters basically since um uh, what was the name of that show with um boss rutin um like the, the like the highlight M- mma show on access tv inside mma yeah uh I remember she's been a. I've been a fan of hers basically since I think it was on an Inside MMA highlight. You Invicta FC five when Rose Namajunas hit a flying armbar, which I think actually ended up being submission of the year with a lot of publications that year as, as well. So she had been in my consciousness since about 2013. Um, fell in love with her even more during the Ultimate Fighter series that uh, brought in the the women's strawweight division. Um, But even with all of that said, when it was announced that she was going to get a title shot against Joanna Janjacek um, earlier in 2017, I was legitimately scared for this girl. Because while I thought she was a good fighter, she she was just coming off a win against Michelle Watterson. Yoana was a world killer at, at that point. She was, she had been just tearing through fights.
1: 14-0 at, at that time,
0: buddy. 14-0 at that point. I think she had had maybe four or five different title defenses at that point. Um, beating the likes of Andrade, uh, Gedalia twice. um uh, well, Jessica Pene really doesn't count. But all right. Gedalia Kovokovich and 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 Andraj, but defended the title about four times. Um she was looking like head and shoulders, the best uh 115er in, in the world by by a long shot. And I remember in many podcasts leading up to UFC 217, my mantra whenever this fight came up was keep my girl Rose away from Joanna. Um I even being a huge fan of Rose Eunice had absolutely no faith she was going to win this fight. And she, in this fight, early on, was able to connect, I think, with a, with a right hook that absolutely just you know floored Joanna and, and shocked the world. Um, I think she was a pretty big underdog in that fight. And I couldn't have been happier for someone I've never met before.
1: All right, yeah, that was actually, yeah, their first round, three minutes in, put her out, and then they had a rematch in Brooklyn, uh, six months later, I think. Uh, yeah, about in April. Um, and then uh, had a classic, really, just a classic fight right there. Um, but yeah, that first matchup, great. That card main evented by GSP saying, "Fuck it, I want to be middleweight champion." and come back after 5 years. Still one of the coolest things anybody's ever done, I still think. Um all right guys, um it's been a while since we've been able to do to really just do what we do, did on this podcast early on, which is fanboy over uh Anderson Silva. Um we all talk about how much we like Anderson Silva mostly because we've all seen some pretty cool shit live that he's done. Uh every member of this podcast was there when Anderson Silva front kicked Vitor Belfort. Mm Every member of this podcast made a bunch of money when Anderson Silva front kicked Victor Bellport. I was uh, me and Mark were lucky enough to see Anderson and uh, Chael the first one. You know, so it's it's we've seen some stuff. Um, Anderson Silva is fighting this weekend. We're going to talk about it in a minute here against Jake Paul. I'm going to talk about uh, for me. It was his first ever. UFC to fight and um it's funny while looking back on it now he was watching he was fighting Chris Lieben and this is Chris Lieben year 2 off the ultimate fighter as pop, mo- the most popular he was ever going to be um he was 3 and 0 or sorry 4 and 0 5 and 0 in the fucking UFC Jesus Christ Chris Ooh. Lieben was 5 and 0 in the UFC um, having beaten Jason Thatcher, uh, Patrick Cote, Edwin Dia- oh. Deweys, Jorge Rivera, and Luigi Fioravante, I forgot about Fioravante. Man, he was around back in the day. He had some. You look at his record. they made him fight some killers. Um, and then he was going intru- to He was going to welcome Anderson Silva to the UFC. And Anderson Silva, people knew from Pride, knew he was a very talented fighter. He was in Pride. He was in Shooto. Uh, he went to Cage Rage. Um, hit that fucking back elbow on Tony Frickland that we all still see on internet gifs with the grainy ass Cage Rage footage. Were they filming in one eight in fucking one forty four p at Cage Rage, Mike? What the fuck?
0: All right, was was they even thing? At I that don't point? know.
1: We got to get on that. You know, we got to get on that fight pass and see if they got a better copy of this. Um, came to the UFC. Um, this is his first fight, UFC Fight Night five. Um, UFC Fight Night five. You know what UFC fight night is happening uh, this fucking weekend? Huh? 200, 213. All right. 200 and goddamn 13. All right. Anderson Silva fought Chris Lieben and they were literally like making jokes about Chris Lieben punching the door from the ultimate fighter. And it's clear nobody except Joe Rogan on that broadcast has any idea what's about to happen. Because Joe Rogan's like, yeah, Anderson Silva's, uh hits a lot harder than the door. Uh, he's a real good counter-striker. This might be a tough one for Chris Liebman. And the fight fucking starts. I shouldn't curse so much. The fight starts, and Anderson Silva proceeds to, over the next 49 seconds, land 100% of everything he throws. And it's not like he lands two punches. I'd say he lands 20? 20 25? I don't remember. Um, It was just, he hit him with everything. Hands elbows, knees, kicks. Chris Lieben didn't know where the fuck he was, all right? Anderson Silva beat his ass so badly, they gave him a title shot in his next fight. I was debating between this fight and the first title shot where he took Rich Franklin's nose and said, I think it would look better on your cheek, all right? That's what Anderson Silva did in the next fight. People don't have, let me talk about this. Let me teach these kids something, Mike. Anderson Silva, (laughs) that's what you did when you were the goddamn middleweight champion of the world, all right, when you were the best fighter in the world. You did video game shit. People would say stuff like Anderson and Silva's in the Matrix, and we'd all say, fuck, maybe he is, all right? Because he seems to see shit we don't see, all right? Do you remember when he just be- leaned against the cage in Brazil, okay, and told Stefan Bonner, who was juiced to the, to the tits, all right? All right? He was on all. Fucking whatever else they got. There things they give cows to make them huge. Yes,
0: it not just people. Yeah. He
1: was on everything. He said so. He's like, I was getting ready for pro wrestling, baby. Um, Anderson took a fight at 205 just because he wanted to be on the card. All right. And he just leaned against the cage and dared Bonner to do anything to him. And then he dodged him, kneed him in the fucking gut, and sent that motherfucker home packing, all right? <laughs> like, Anderson Silva, man, kids, kids need to know, all right? Let's just dive right into it, Mike. Anderson Silva, Jake Paul, all right? If Anderson Silva wasn't 47 years old, like, remember all those years Anderson Silva talked about how much he wanted to box Roy Jones? Yeah. And we were just like, what are you talking about? And then, like, he went, I I remember I was texting you while I was watching this. I'm like, are you you watching Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. versus Anderson Silva? And you're like, why would I watch that? And it was, like, round three or four. And I'm like, yo, Anderson is winning. And you turn it on, and you're like, yes, he is. Like, (laughs) I know that guy's not, like, good, right? But he's done a hell of a lot more in boxing than Jake Paul has.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Julio Cesar Chavez. His biggest sin is that he's not his dad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, He's not nearly as good as his dad. Um, he won a belt. But he was a champion. Yeah,
1: he won a belt. <laughs> a real one. It wasn't like a money belt. It wasn't like some stupid-ass belt. Look, um, Anderson Silva lost a lot of fights on his way out the door. I don't even remember one of these fights happening. Uh it says he lost to a guy named Andrew Craig. The fuck did that happen? Like, I'm oh, sorry, never at mind. Never never mind. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Chris Liebens. It said Uriah <laughs> Hall. It said his final fight was Uriah Hall TKO at retirement. And I'm like, I didn't think he got TKO'd, but okay. That's what happened, I guess. All right. Okay. He, man, they, in retrospect, it made Anderson fight these dudes. All right. When he stopped being champion. All right. He's no longer champion here. Remember when he lost the belt? We said, let's do some fun stuff. The UFC is like, all right. Nick Diaz. Cool. Michael Bisping. That's a fun one. Yeah, that was fun. Then he tested positive for all the stuff. And then uh, Michael Bisping, which was effectively like a number one contender match or a contender fight. Bisping was top five then. Then he fought Daniel goddamn Cormier on two days notice to save UFC 200 because Jon Jones tested positive. Then it made him fight another top 10 guy, Derek Brunson. Then he fought Izzy. Then he fought another top contender and Jared Cannonier, And then he fought Uriah Hall who was ranked like seven at the time. And they made him retire with a video package on an Apex card. I don't know what my point was to begin with, but anyway. um, I I think Anderson Silva's going to... I don't want him to embarrass the kid because I want Nate to get his paycheck. I don't know. I just... I'm worried, Mike, that Anderson's going to go do his fucking, like... He's going to try to embarrass the kid. And it might work. And how... The memes of that... If Anderson does an Anderson Silva stuff to Jake Paul, is dodging shit and mocking him. Um he's a good fighter, though. So the kids the kids look good. He's better than any of us I've given credit for. So maybe not.
0: We give I, I give him credit because he's not shitty, right? Um Anderson Silva, and I don't think this is me engaging in hyperbole, is the greatest mixed mixed martial artist who has ever fought in the USC, Alright?
1: That's, that's, that, that's, that's, that's a perfectly defensible position. Everybody's got one. Mine is George, but Anderson's right there. At,
0: at 46 years old, seven, he beat oh. a goddamn former boxing champion, all right? Even if we're just talking about just straight boxing credentials, his credentials are better than Jake Paul's. Jake Paul has beaten a YouTuber, an NBA player who he has like eight inches on, pillow hands, Frodo Baggins, and can't pull the trigger, Tyrone Woodley. He's
1: 47 years old now. That's why. Yes, yes. Look, I bet on this fight. I told you, I bet on this fight three months ago. Literally three months ago when Anderson was a minus 150 favorite because I'm like, well, that's going to, it's going to get bigger. Right? No.
0: Nope. I am seriously considering betting
1: ten units on this fight. Just, I, I'm thinking about throwing a couple extra, but I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not crazy. I'm just debating if the little extra is gonna be Anderson by KO or just Anderson at these at this you know better line. Because fuck me, man, minus one fifty to plus one twenty five, a big difference.
0: Because I have to assume Anderson. I don't know. No, I have nothing to gaze this on. I got to assume Anderson is very good with his money and doesn't need to throw a fight. So I can't imagine like him just taking a dive so that Jake, Jake Paul could keep this money train going.
1: Did you see, did um, I send it to you, him dancing? They were doing, like, they were dancing at the, uh,
0: the photo shoot. did.
1: Yeah. I did?
0: I believe you did, yeah. Yeah,
1: Anderson won that, too. Dance is better than this kid. Though in fairness, Anderson' and my dance pads are better than most cage fighters or much fighters in general.
0: I don't think uh, I, I don't think Jake Paul is known for his dancing, though, right?
1: I mean, you know, I mean, what is he known for? Getting paid, separating rubes from their money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's his number one skill.
1: You know what, man? I, I, we can't say we're better than this. Look, like, do you see what we watched this weekend? My man, his shoulder. There was that. There was the shoulder stuff. Okay. There was the little dude running around the outside of the cage, fake fighting people, alright? There's Kamzat. There was a point where Khabib was Khabib could see. Khabib looked like he was gonna jump off the top of the cage and uh, do another flying drop kick on somebody when he saw Kamzat <laughs> fighting his cousin, alright? <laughs> like this is. I this think is, that's that's the point when
0: we, it would have been legitimate for Henry to we, do that. We, we got
1: Steve Harvey and Kid Rock in the second row, all right. We got fucking, you know, a warlord uh, negotiating a peace treaty between two sh- fucking MMA fighters. Like, I'm not going to act like we're better than this shit that Showtime's going to put on this weekend with uh Jake Paul. By the way, Mike, are you ready for the uh, MMA fighter parlay we'll be, we're going to be taking with the uh, Uriah Hall, uh, Chris Avila, Anderson Silva parlay? That's what I'm taking.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, Le'Veon Bell against Uriah Hall is happening too.
0: That has to be the easiest money ever.
1: And then, uh, what's his name, is fighting Chris Avila is fighting this guy, Dr. Mike from YouTube. Seems like it's just a reason to get make sure Nate is there. Just putting that out there.
0: I I really hope Dr. Mike doesn't get hurt very badly because I really do like his YouTube videos.
1: He seems like an interesting dude. I've seen a couple of them, you know. I I get the gimmick. He plays stuff, and he reacts to them as a doctor. He did one with the lawyer the lawyer guy, too. They did, like, medical. I saw that one, yeah. yeah. yeah there you go. Um, you, really think, you really think Anderson's going to win, though, right? I mean, you didn't want to pick this just for that? You, you, it was no point?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I was being too much of a stickler, but I don't believe we've ever picked, as a fight picks, any boxing matches. And it should be this one. And...
1: I don't think it should be this one. Yeah, we'll wait for uh, we'll wait for Nate versus Jake.
0: <laughs> That's if, the one. If we're if we're gonna be breaking breaking precedent, it better be for the brother.
1: Exactly. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. You know, I like Moro more. I like I like Moro on commentary. Should be good. Um, GSP is gonna be there. Um, he's got hair now. Uh, send it to Mike. The picture of GSP with hair.
0: He's had hair for a bit. Uh, look like, I th- think at one did point you see he that hair dyed
1: it like platinum silver or something. Uh, he's got, he's got like a whole dew going here. You can also see the picture of John Lineker g- clutching his nuts after he got mead.
0: Yeah, I saw that, man. Yo, that's, that's <laughs> a, I don't mean to, I don't mean to laugh at John Lineker, but yo, his poor nuts, his nutsies are just done. <laughs>
1: um, GSP got hair though, man. Um, he's going to be there as a host. As the co-host? I mean, Mike, how's your GSP accent? Can you tell us how that intro is going to be like? <laughs> who's he uh, Who's he commentating with? I don't know if he's going to commentate. He said he's going to host it. Moro, well, uh, I, uh, I, I, I think Mar- Jake Mar- has Mar- got I- this.
0: <laughs> well, Jake, well, well, George, what do you think about that Paulo Cosa fight? Uh, that that Paul Silver fight? Well, Marlo, I would like to tell you, I am not impressed by his performance.
1: <laughs> That was honestly not the worst Moro either. <laughs> I was more so impressed you had Eddie Moro with you at all. Like, how much Moro is Mike watching these days? Uh, he's really checking out that random Bellator show here or there he shows up on. Um, yeah. Um, all right. I guess we just do stuff we like at this point, right? Oh, we got to pick uh, the fight. Y- You're right. I was going to forget yeah. it. Uh, car- Arnold <laughs> Allen, Calvin Cater. I fucking love that Arnold Allen- Allen's finally getting some credit here, man. Arnold Allen has won nine UFC fights. You know how many UFC fights he's had? Nine. Nine. All right. Nine fucking fights. Um, I'm convinced the UFC was just like we'll just have this guy on these foreign cards as much as possible. Um, they he's got a main event on a F- apex card, sure, but a main event nonetheless, man. And uh, th- he's number five, I believe, and Caters number six. No, he, he's number six and Caters number five. Um, Close. In a weight class where the champ's about to uh, go up uh, go up to f- fight in a whole new weight class it's an opportunity for him to make some moves here um cater coming off of a loss to Josh Emmett um that was a really close one though i it was a split I thought he won um he's he's running a he's writing a three fight night fight of the night streak actually. Um it was Josh Emmett, the loss there, the win over Giga Chikadze and the fight uh a year before that where he got beaten down worse than any human being's ever been beaten down in terms of the number of strikes he ate in that Max Holloway fight. Um Arnold Allen's uh, re- yeah, resume yeah. is not as good. It's just not the quality of competition here. It's just not. Um Dan Hooker did not look like he should be a fe- he should be a featherweight when they fought. Sadiq Youssef's a good fighter. Nick Lentz is old and was never that good. Gil Melendez was done. And I'm back in 2019 now. Rest of these guys aren't in the company. Amir Khani is, but Amir Khan he can fight for about a round. We know that at this point. But I'm, he's 28 years old. He is 18 and 1. He's won 11 straight. It's time to see what's up, right? We're here now. You won 9 straight. I think he's going to need 11. To get a title shot, it
0: sounds like sounds like you're going. You're
1: picking Allen. Oh, I'm definitely picking Allen. It's not even a question. I Arnold. I'm I'm, Arnold Allen's one of my dudes. Um, I like him more than I actually enjoy watching him fight. Just I think I like that he wore he he sells shirts that say Arnold is numero uno, like Schwarzenegger's old numero Arnold's numero uno shirts, and apparently the kid was named after Schwarzenegger too. Hmm. So yeah, Uh, I think his for some reason his pops was a big uh. Arnold fan, 1994 I mean, probably saw a I mean, lot of trailers. 1994 probably saw a lot of trailers for T2. Actually, do T T2 went up in '92, actually, right?
0: I'm thinking, I'm thinking he probably was watching like Kindergarten Cop while Arnold Allen's mom was in uh, was in labor, and Arnold dropped that iconic "Who is your daddy and what does he do?" and I was like, "All right, boom." I mean, Arnold, I th-
1: I, th- I think my man saw the trailers for True Lies, is what it looks like. And True Lies is an excellent
0: movie. You're fired.
1: Yeah, I fucking love True Lies. True Lies, folks. True Lies. Go watch True Lies, all right? That's, that's you, what you tell need on
0: there. me, I tell on you. Yeah. Got a fucking excellent movie. I need to watch True Lies yeah, What is, what is, what is these, True Lies is on? i have got to figure cool. that out.
1: Yeah. True, True Lies, excellent movie. Um, I got ah. Arnold Allen. He's one of my guys. I think he's going to get it done here. This is a very difficult fight, though. This is a very, very, very difficult fight. Mike, why don't you give us Mike, a Mark's pick and your pick? Which I think, given yeah, my pick, uh, Mark's so pick is obvious. Mark,
0: Mark, uh, he is picking Calvin Cater. I'm actually going to be opting going with you. I'm going to be picking Allen as well. I think this has the potential to be a very entertaining fight. Um, you know, both of them having a penchant for being for being strikers. Uh, I do think that Allen might be able to use his um his his, his grappling. Grappling uh, superiority in this fight and use it to take the fight to the ground and eventually submit cal- Cater.
1: That'd be sick. If you got to finish, that'd make a statement. Because right now in this weight class, you mentioned the champion is uh, off on holiday to go be the lightweight champion too. Max Holloway, he's not getting another title shot. Yair Rodriguez is probably, is. it's right now the next guys up are Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. Um, I think they should probably fight each other. If we're going to wait. This I think time. that'd be a good bet. Or they should say one of you has to fight the winner, a fight Arnold if Arnold wins or Calvin if Calvin wins. I don't know. Calvin Cater, it's hard to forget about how badly Max beat his ass. He's also on a zero fight win streak. This is really about Arnold Allen, man. This fight. This is what it's about. Yep. This is to see where Arnold Allen is at, whether either he's at this level or he's not.
0: 28 and he's on the come up.
1: Yeah. Um, other parts of this card that are okay. Honestly, I think there's a lot of decent fights. I just didn't think any of them were of like, a lot of consequence. I think Justin Jacoby and uh, Khalil Roundtree is going to fucking rule, quite frankly. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome fight. I think Max Griffin and Tim Mean sounds like it's going to be a good time. Arlovsky is on a four-fight win streak, and he's on the prelims of this card, Mike. And he's just sitting there at plus 175, and he's just sitting there by decision by plus 200. And you know if you think our loss he's going to win, that's how he's going to win, Mike. Are they trying to get me to bet on him? Because my man has not finished anybody since 2015. All right? That was Travis Brown. Okay. Yes. All right? It's The last time he finished somebody. Um, Andre's still going, though. Not a bad card overall. In terms of the Apex cards, this is actually pretty okay. Um, you know, the one uh, in a week, actually not terrible either. Maybe, I think enough people are around. These aren't going to be bad. And then November 12th is the Madison Square Garden card. Um, Just, yeah. A lot of stuff happening. All right, Mike, uh, stuff we like uh yeah
0: it's gonna be a quick one for me i haven't even seen the movie yet what
1: what i mean i don't have it i mean mine's gonna be quick too that (laughs) is what i was thinking but go ahead
0: well it's gonna be for a movie i haven't seen yet but the reason why i like it is because of the implications Um, spoiler alert spoiler spoiler alert spoiler alert just about to say that Actually, do you care?
1: I got yeah, spoiled I mean, by 15 different articles, man. I got every number of things that okay. spoiled this for me. I'm just like, I, I was. So you already know. I'm, I'm kind of pissed. About Black Adam, right? Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. It's yeah. about Black Adam. But oh, yeah, me, the,
0: yeah, me too. Yeah, like me what too. the fuck? Um,
1: I was gonna see the movie. I didn't care when they tell you a movie. I don't have to cut you off your moment, but like when they're like the movie tells is a movie where like uh it shows kids that murdering is fun, and I'm just like it's supposed to be negative, and I'm just like the Rock's gonna kill people in this movie. I would like to see it, honestly, straight up. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I guess I I should have asked that first to see if, um, if you know, if any of it had been uh, spoiled for you. But it seems like for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So I haven't even seen the movie, but one of the things that I'm very happy that came from this movie is the fact that Henry Cavill is actually going to be returning as uh, as Superman, and it seems for not. Not just for a cameo, but for an actual, another full feature-length movie. Um, me, personally, I actually did enjoy Man of Steel. Um, I, have spot, I have spoken vociferously as to how much I hated uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, On this podcast, I'm not going to get into that rant again. If we had
1: a best of episode, that might be part of it. How angry Mike was about this movie, and the rest of us were like, "It wasn't. It was bad, but fuck." No, it was bad. Calm down. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. Mike's (laughs) staring at me like I just insulted his mother.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um, I think I would be more insulted if you said that Batman vs. Superman was a good movie. That you actually, if you actually hail furled an insult at my brother.
1: I might just be surprised um, at that point.
0: <laughs> but um, I'm very happy to hear this because I always did think that Henry Cavill was actually a very good Superman and um, a very good Clark as well, just because I, I like him very much as an actor. And then also um, he's grown on me even more with um, the the Netflix show uh, the, the Witcher. Um, I think he's very good in that as well. Um, and props? Props to the Rock, because from all the reports I've read, it was the Rock that made this happen. He wanted, he wanted Superman, and not just Superman. He wanted Henry Cavill as Superman to be in a cameo in this movie. And Warner Brothers at first was like, "No, that's not going to happen." And the Rock persisted, persisted, persisted. And apparently, in reshoots, and at the very last minute, uh, they were actually able to get a full cameo from um, from from Henry Cavill. Ah, uh, The Rock. I think convinced him as well to come back and do it. So, props to The Rock. If there's any more reason to elect The Rock as president in twenty 20- oh, okay, twenty-eight, oh,
1: okay. All right, there we are. All right, all right. <laughs> let's, let's let's calm down. Um, yeah. I, I the second I like, I was like, of course The Rock did that. You know, what The Rock calls himself franchise Viagra. You hire The Rock, he will fix your fucking franchise. Get that shit zooted up, and we're all good to go. All right. I mean,
0: he, he did it for what one? He did it for one franchise. Calm
1: down, Rob. I mean, he didn't he do that mysterious island shit and uh, turned that into a thing? I don't know.
0: I mean that that wasn't like that wasn't like the franchise was limp, and you know he shot. Like, hey man, a how, blue many blue up copies, ass how many extra copies? How many extra
1: copies of Rampage World Tour are they selling these days, buddy? Uh, it's not just uh, <laughs> it's not just flicks, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, I just I saw that. I'm like, is it necessary for everybody to spoil this fucking thing at once? I'm just like, oh, okay. Like literally just on front page of Google News. And I'm like, oh okay, fine. I I, I haven't had House of the Dragon spoiled for me. And these are Game of Thrones people who spoil like everything's constantly getting spoiled. But I had fucking Black Adams ending. You know, at least it's cameo. It's whatever. It's after credit scene spoiled. Alright, uh, my stuff I like. Um I really don't have a lot also. I was half, I watched the NXT show this weekend. I normally don't watch NXT anymore because I don't think they care if I do.
0: However, you watch because it's Hall- Halloween Havoc and Shotzi Blackheart is amazing as host.
1: I was just watching because I didn't, I had nothing else to watch at a certain point. But um, I had a few different, I was watching like a bunch of crap at once. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know how much I love Shotzi, Pride of Oakland. Former, uh, Hood Slam alum, formerly known as Missy High as Shit, their character, you know, um, Mansoor, also a former alum of Hood Slam, by the by, Uh nice. yeah, um, I gotta take you to a Hood Slam, so you'd, you'd appreciate this all more if you've been to one, um, yeah, it was okay, I, I, I don't, I was, I don't know, I don't, you know I don't like they do is, like, because, like, of the event, they have a fucking wheel where I guess they spun the wheel to determine what kind of match it was going to be. Like, and I'm sure they, you know, this is wrestling. They gimmicked it. You know, they knew in advance what it was going to be. But like, I was just like, like these two dudes had a casket match. And I didn't know you could have a casket match without The Undertaker. And I didn't know you could have a casket match where nobody was spooky. Like it was uh, Apollo Cruz, And uh, this dude is just the Miz, basically. Uh, Grayson Waller just basically the same call, quali- same douchebag heel. You got the concept, right? And I was just like, mm-hmm. I just don't understand why this is a thing like that needs to be like that. Uh, Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez, these young women are, uh, they look like they're about like 15. Very young. I feel very old <laughs> watching them wrestle. Um, I missed the ladder match, which I'm sure was probably the best part of the fucking show. Um, I really like, Uh the Bron Bronson Steiner. Bronson Breaker. Bron Breaker. Um, which by the way on Twitter he just writes his name as Bronson Steiner. It's almost like he knows where this is headed. Mm -hmm. Um (laughs) I think he's very talented. I just he seems like the best parts of his dad is an uncle. Does a Frankensteiner, does the Bulldog, he barks like his dad, he cuts promos like his uncle. It's fucking creepy at times how well he does. He sounds like his uncle so much. It's bothering me. Um, i It was a really good match. Him and uh, it was Ilya Dragunov. Um, and then um, JD McDonough, who used to be Jordan Devlin. It was a really good three-way match. I thought maybe there was a chance they'd have those two dudes pin each other. So that way they could have Braun go up without losing. But loses the belt still. You know what I mean? One of those gimmicks. Um Stefan has said along says has been saying for about a year that Braun's the one that's gonna take Roman's titles, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean it might have to he ever loses um and uh yeah, um they got these dudes down there called the Creed brothers, and then they got um this other guy, Damon Kemp, which Stefan informed me is actually Gable Stevenson's brother um they got a lot of just beefy dudes who clearly amateur wrestled <laughs> and half <have> of them <laughs> wrestle in singlets. And I'm just like, it's just a lot of dudes who have the Kurt Angle body shape wrestling <laughs> in NXT <laughs> right now. And it's very intimidating, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but the show was okay. I just, I don't know. I just like the whole like, every match was a gimmick match. Like every match, ex- it was a, there was some gimmick going on. And I was just like, kind of takes away from it at a certain point. It's like when they do, like, the Extreme Rules thing where, like, every match has got something going on. I'm just like, is this? It's like the whole thing where they say, like, if you saw five moonsaults in the first match of the night, why do I give a shit if there's another moonsault in, like, the third match of the night? That type of logic. Yeah. You can only, like... I know every match you want to have a banger, but, like, it's just the same concept. The Gimmick matches all kind of get swept together for me. I kind of just group them, like... I don't, like, differentiate ladder match from, like, I don't know, fucking casket match. It's just like this is all just a gimmick. This is a wrestling match and there's a gimmick match. You know, there's a lot of gimmick matches. Um, but yeah, and uh, Booker T is so bad at commentary, like so bad at commentary. I can't believe I they sent him to NXT, and I think it's just because Triple H is playing as some sort of joke on Shawn Michaels, because <laughs> I think they could have just not brought they brought well because they brought what's his name up because Pat's gone it's Pat McAfee's doing game day. They brought Wade Barrett up from NXT and then they sent Booker to NXT to like cover for Wade now. But like, I think Pat's kind of come back and I just feel like the more, I really think triple H just didn't want to, there's just fucking with Sean or he just wanted to hang out with Wade Barrett. Like, I just don't understand why you just like Wade is really good at NXT. Like I've always enjoyed him.
0: Well, that, (laughs) Might be exactly why. Without what? without Pat there, they need a very, you know,
1: credible replacement. What's Saxton up to? Why can't Saxton do these I think Saxton is good, too. Not everybody's got to be a dickhead like Corey Graves on the mic over there. I'm just saying. everybody <laughs> got different styles. And he, Look, that's his role. He plays a dickhead. Um, yeah, I just – Booker T is so bad. He's just, like, shoving in these his weird lines about, like, you know – uh, shucky ducky quack quack and shit like that i was gonna
0: say isn't he the one that'd be like like good googly moogly or something yeah
1: like, she looks doesn't he good say that? good uh, good it or like good i was like that he's just i just he just says stuff it's just words just come out of his mouth his verbal diarrhea and i was like it's not good it's really not good um yeah that's that's pretty much it you know
0: it didn't sound like you actually liked NXT. I, I mean, I did. You just, I liked, you just I liked, shit on Booker T for like three I, minutes.
1: I, I turned the volume off of NXT uh, pretty early on, and just, just you know, listening <laughs> to other shit on my computer. Um, it just had to be done. It's just yeah, because it was on uh, after the thing. It was on after. When the hell was this even on? I think it was on after UFC card. I think. Uh, yeah, I guess it would have to. It was after after the UFC card. It was like at five o'clock our time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they just changed people's names there. And I just like, don't know. Like, I'm just like, the fuck, who the fuck is Alba Fire? And then I had to look up. I'm just like, oh, that's Kaylee Ray. That was her name in the same fucking company three months ago. What the hell is an Alba Fire? Like, what, what the hell? It's because her government name is Kaylee Ray. Can't keep that.
0: Oh, that's Alba Fire?
1: Yeah like NXT uh, ladies champion, women's champion for two years. She's married to a guy named Stevie Boy Xavier. Stevie Boy Xavier. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of information for you. Anyway, I did like the show. I thought the main event was good. I thought that the gimmick matches weren't that they were bad. It was just, it was just like, maybe if I watched the show, I, I like I'd understand more of it, but like I was just like it seemed like you just we have a casket match for the sake of having a casket match, you know. So yeah, that was uh, that's me this week. I don't know if you got. I think that was uh, you you said your piece, which was you like that Henry Cavill's back.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much it. And also, when the hell is the next season of The Witcher coming out? Come on, guys.
1: Can I get the next season of Ted Lasso? Just saying, it was. I think we were done with the season at this point last year.
0: We're close to it. Almost well, the last one. So, you know, they want to make sure I'm, it's I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna have just to right
1: for you, Bob. I, I'm going to have to buy FIFA so I can get my Ted, my uh, Richmond fix. They really should have given me like cutscenes where Ted Lasso coaches me in like a my career mode. I would. They could charge extra for that version, Mike. All
0: right. I think they could. <laughs> they really could.
1: All right. All right. I think we're out this week, guys. I think this is it for us this week. Um, we'll be back next week. We're going to preview um, this card headlined by uh, Amanda Lemosh, I, bl- I think it's Amanda Lemosh and Marina uh, Rodriguez, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that is... Uh, yeah, next week. And then... Uh, you know, if you have nothing to do this week on Saturday, earlier in the day, you can watch Bellator send a very lackluster card to Italy. Like, really bad. Like, I only recognize... Adam Piccolotti. That's the big star <laughs> on the whole card. It's real not good. Really not good. Um, anyway, I was Dr. Law. That so was Lavender Gooms. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, and if you dislocate your shoulder 20 times, you should probably get surgery.
0: But I agree.
1: See y'all next week. Peace out. Peace. So they gotta like, I think you should be able to apply for a refund. Like a partial refund for that.
0: Uh, man, cars of subjects change, and that also includes if dumbasses want to go in there with a gimpy shoulder.
1: If I was TJ's team, I would have bet a lot of money on start like Just fuck that rule they just came up with. <laughs> it's probably because of him they
0: put that rule in. Yeah,
1: they probably knew. They're like, yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, thank you all, guys. We really appreciate it. Peace. Bye. Peace. <laughs>